Hello and welcome to Zambrella's podcast. This is going to be the first episode of Gaming Friday. As I'm sure many of you are aware, it's been E3 this week and it's been really, really exciting. So actually, I'm going to spend most of this episode just going through some of the most interesting news stories from E3, the sort of games that have been released. I watched every single, apart from Nintendo, every single press release sort of the conference. Because of the sheer amount of content, this is going to be sort of more of an ad-lib uh, episode. So, it, you know, maybe there'll be some pauses and stuff as I go through my notes and try and find the uh, the, the important information to let you guys know. But quickly, before we begin that, uh, there's also going to be some other content at the end. Uh, YouTube Gaming has been announced. I'll sort of talk about what that means. And also the new Dota 2 update. I mean, like I said, Dota 2 is a big part of my gaming life and I'm going to be talking about that as well. So I'm going to go through E3, publisher by publisher. Uh, Bethesda kicked off the first day with their talk, and they opened up with a Doom remake. Well, I guess it was it's hardly a remake, because it's com- almost completely new, but it's got the same feel as Doom. They showed a lot of gameplay, actually, with lots of blood, um, lots of fighting, fast-paced, explosive, and it actually looked like an awful lot of fun. And the crowd kept going crazy and crazy. They brought out more gruesome weapons. You know, there was first the standard shotgun, blew the demons to pieces, and then they brought out, like, the double-barrel shotgun, where they blew them even to even more, uh, even more pieces. And finally, they brought out Chainsaw, which the crowd just went crazy over as you sliced demons in half. It was, it was really awesome. Um, they also, so yeah, they showed us a bit of the, I think it must have been early content where you only had like basic guns and then later on they showed us when you were in hell and they had loads of like big ass guns. It's really, really fun and it's coming spring 2016 on PS4, Xbox One and PC. But not only did they show us the game content, they also talked about content creation. They called it Doom Snap Map. Basically it's an easy to use content creation tool where you can just edit a game map, create your own maps, but you can also edit the game logic as well. So, you know, if player picks up this item, then this happens, that sort of thing. And it's actually going to be compatible across all all platforms. So if you create it on the PS4, anyone on the Xbox and the PC can use it. So I think this is very exciting and they've done a really good job. Next up, they talked about Bethesda.net. It's basically just a website that Bethesda are hosting to support all their games. So, you know, where you can share your content and stuff like that. So it's kind of just uh, trying to bring some uniformity to everything. The next game they showed was it's called Battle Cry. It, I'm not really sure. I was a little confused about this game because they didn't really explain much about it. But it's an online action game and it looked very similar to Team Fortress. You know, where you have the specific classes, kind of, I don't know whether it's 4v4, 5v5, that sort of thing. But the art style was quite interesting. I kind of wanted to describe it as paper. It was, it was like, it was very strange. I think... I, I don't know how to explain it. I think the best thing to do would be to look up the gameplay yourself, but I'm I'm not sure. It didn't really make me feel that excited about it. But the next game, Dishonored 2. I, I've i played a little bit Dishonored 1, I think like the first like three, four hours, and it was pretty good. I don't really know why I didn't complete it. I guess I had a lot of things going on, but the, what they really wanted to emphasize was that every decision has a consequence and you can play the game like like in the first one how you want you can go complete stealth or just run in kill everyone if you want they also have a female protagonist now and so i think you can play as you can play as the old character from the first game or this new character i can't remember what her name is now uh, but she seems to have a power to sort of turn into darkness and can sort of 
turn into sort of like dark smoke and do things that way, which seemed pretty fun. Um, there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't much gameplay, but the story seems really interesting as well. A lot more interesting weapons. Um, so, so yeah, it's coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One, uh, and I think that's coming next year. But there's a Dishonored Definitive Edition, so basically the remaster of the first game coming this fall. So you know, August, August time maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, Dishonored Two. It looked, it looked very interesting. Definitely a game I'd like to check out. Next up, they wanted to talk about. Elder Scrolls Online or Elder Scrolls Tamriel Unlimited. They basically just said there was a whole new bunch of areas and features coming soon. But I I, I believe the online game, the MMORPG, has been a bit of a flop. So, I don't know. But they did say they was going to bring out a game called Elder Scrolls Legends. Elder Scrolls Legends. And it's a strategy card game. So I'm guessing very similar to Hearthstone. They didn't really say much. But it's free to play coming later this year on PC and iPad. Not Android, I don't understand why. I would assume it'll come out on Android later on. And then they finished their press conference with, obviously, what everyone had really, really been waiting for. And that is Fallout 4. I mean, everyone had, um, everyone in the, in the crowd had like these glowing sort of watch watches, a bit like, uh, they were like a small version of the Pip-Boy, which I thought was really cool. So they started off with saying how they had like really paid attention to detail and showed us hundreds of concept art pictures which was already really cool and then they then they showed us some gameplay i mean this was so cool i was really really excited and so was the crowd uh so the game begins before the bombs fall because we all know it was like a nuclear fallout and then these vaults were created in case of a nuclear war which does happen so you uh you then design your character the male and female so basically just the parents and then once you do that, you have to go to Fort Vault 111, and that's it. And then, then 200 years later, you're the sole survivor of Vault 111. And you sort of, you know, you come out of the vault and into this beautiful, bright landscape. Obviously post-apocalyptic, but it's a lot brighter than Fallout 3, which I think they went for, not as depressing. But it really, really looked very beautiful. And you can play in first person or third person. And then they showed us the fact that you can have a pet, which will do things for you, pick up things, fight for you. There's still the same old VAT system. I got here, yeah, so it's set in Boston. And yeah, they showed the beginning of the game, like a bit of gameplay. So you're walking around, there's still that robot with the little tentacle things around 200 years later on and he recognizes you. But they were saying how, you know, you don't want to do the main quest. Go wander off, do your own thing. Which is, I think, is the whole point of, you know, Bethesda's games. Or some of their games, anyway. Uh, they also talked about they're releasing a second screen experience app. The Pip-Boy. So uh, if you've got, you know, you just log, get, download the app on your phone. And then it's it's there. You've got your second screen. You can control things without having to do it in-game. A little gimmicky. But they also were releasing an actual uh, Pip-Boy. So you just like an actual physical Pip-Boy where you put your smartphone in and then you can just control it that way, which I, I think is really cool, but it probably costs loads. So they stopped there and then they want to talk about an app they've released, a game called Fallout Shelter. So yeah, it's just, it's for, it's come out on iOS, but it'll come out for Android later on. It's out now on iOS if you want to pick it up. Basically, you create your own vault and you're the overseer. You control each character, which can be leveled up. They have their own stats and stuff like that. You send them off to the wasteland to get loot and all that. 
Uh, it's a, it's a bit like some games are already out there, you know, where you you, st- you have like one or two rooms and you build it up. But they said it's completely free to play and you don't need an internet connection, which I think is really important. So and there's there are microtransactions, but they won't speed up anything. Everything happens in real time. They're just like lunchboxes to give you more loot, basically. So I I'm really pleased about this. The fact that it's free. There's literally no microtransactions. I'm just I'm just a bit annoyed it's not on Android yet, but it will get there. I'm sure. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, then then they went back to some more gameplay, and this was the bit that sort of set it apart for me. I mean, this is what was a big surprise from us is you can create your own settlement in in this is Fallout Four, not in the game that they're not in the app Fallout Shelter. It's in Fallout Four, so you can rip apart a whole settlement. You get tools, uh, scrap from it, and you just make build up your own settlement. You you know making it your own experience. They said and. The the cool thing is you can also create you know create power you have power generators choose where it goes and you have different logic and stuff you know it goes to lighting turrets and slowly you start building up your own settlement with people in it as well I think this is really cool <laughs> um, and they also talked about weapon crafting so all games can be broken down you know in the first Fallout three where you'd pick up random stuff and you basically it was it was trash you could sell it for a little bit but you can now break it down into parts which you then build up to upgrades for your weapons and armor so there's 70 base weapons but with hundreds of customizations so you can start off with a little laser pistol and turn it into like a laser rifle with adding like the scope and barrel that sort of thing and you can do that with armor as well and that was basically it, but I say it was basically it. It was really cool, really exciting. I hope you're sort of sensing my enthusiasm, how cool it was. And there's plenty, of, you can go on YouTube and check this out. And it's coming out November 10th, 2015. So that's very soon. Uh, let me know if you guys are really excited. You can tweet me at Zambrella101. And that was the end of the Bethesda conference. So I think Bethesda were the first day, or like the very end of the first day so the big event and then the next day it was microsoft or xbox kind of the same thing uh and they started out big they started off by showing halo 5 guardians i think this is was kind of what was holding xbox together or why people got xbox over the ps4 at least the beginning is because they knew halo 5 was coming i've not played the other halo games so this didn't excite me as much as i think it could have but it still looked really good so they showed straight away they showed us live gameplay of four different players playing four different characters in the campaign. So campaign is, you can have up to four people playing cooperatively. Um, it was, so yeah, it was pretty good. It was very Destiny-esque to me, which is also, once again, not surprising. It looked it looked very good. Um, so yeah, the one thing I didn't like is there was a really big helmet HUD filling up a lot of the screen, it looked like kind of annoy me a little bit but they they were sort of emphasizing how you have drop in drop out co-op play uh for the campaign which i i think is a really good way to do it because you're not always gonna have your friends around but it's great to play with your friends it's out the 27th of november this year so not far away then they were want to quickly talk about the co-op uh the multiplayer so there's you can have 24 players ai controlled if you want them as well and they're calling the multiplayer Warzone. And they showed us like a bunch of clips of the the co-op, the multiplayer and stuff, which, I mean, I think that's probably one of the biggest points of Halo is how fun the multiplayer is. And they seem to still have that, the jetpacks, the fun weapons. Um, So yeah, Halo 5, I'm not into the franchise, but I know many people are and I'm really excited about it. The next thing they showed us was 
this, I think it was really cool. Not something I was expecting, but it's called ReCore. And it started off with this girl and a robot dog. And they have to fight. The, he's got like, dog's got a little blue core. Sort of like a, you know, just a sphere of blue energy, it looks like. And then there are these red robots, which have their own, you know, uh, the red, a red core. So you fight them off. The dog sacrifices his life by blowing himself up. But there's still a blue core available. You know, he blows himself up, but there's still the blue core. She puts it in a bigger robot, so now she's got a bigger pet dog. And the gameplay looked really interesting. I, I don't know whether it was gameplay or it was kind of a story cutscene. But I think it's, it's an idea that could be very interesting. It's coming out spring 2016 and an Xbox One exclusive. So then I think they, they, you know, that was enough of the gameplay for now. And Microsoft wanted to, I think, uh, show what I think is the biggest new thing for them is it's actually to do with hardware, no software, no games. But the Xbox, the Xbox One is now backwards compatible with Xbox 360 games. So if you have an Xbox 360, 360 disc, you put it into your Xbox One, it'll play the game. And it still has the Xbox One feature. Xbox One features like streaming and also screenshots and many other things as well, which I think is really cool. Also, your digital titles will work as well. Um, not all of them at launch of this. I can't remember when they... Oh, yeah, it's available for everyone this holiday. So not all your digital titles will be available, but I think they'll be adding more and more as time goes on, which I think, you know, that's a really big thing and makes it a lot better than PS4, at least in that standpoint. And everyone crazy for this. I'm not surprised. And that's not on the hardware front. They have released a new Xbox Elite wireless controller. So this is, you know, tailored towards the more like very, very big gamers, the professional gamers or the people that play a lot of the games. Uh, some of the major changes is you have changeable joysticks, sort of like the different feel, different sort of like styles and feels if you want it. Uh, the, an altered D-pad as well. Like it was more... Uh, polymetric I don't know if that's the right word but anyway and then there's, they've also added four extra sort of finger paddles around the back so you have your usual four triggers and then where your ring finger and your little finger will be I guess your middle finger as well there's these two paddles either side which I think you know it's just extra buttons which could be really handy especially like it'd be like um, like a pat, flappy paddle gear changes and stuff like that uh, also changeable trigger modes. So if you want a sort of like, you know, it works on like a percentage. So, you know, you press halfway down, you're going a half acceleration or you can have it. So it's just on off. So a lot more like a trigger, like an actual gun trigger. So I would really like to try this out. I imagine it's going to cost a ridiculous amount of money, probably like a hundred quid would be my guess. Um, so yeah, but that is really cool. Uh, moving on though, they then talked about Fallout 4, which I'd literally just watched. Uh, it was basically the same thing. I think there was a bit of extra combat gameplay, but nothing really more to say about that. Oh yeah, apart from mods created on the PC, so for Fallout 4, can be played on the Xbox One, and I imagine PS4 as well. Then EA guys came on, talked about EA Access, so you pay a subscription per month, and you get to play all these cool games and stuff. They're adding Titanfall and Dragon Age as well. It's not a big deal, really. Um, so, yeah, moving on. Then they were talking about Forza Motorsport 6 guys came on. And they actually brought a 4GT car right onto stage, which is pretty crazy. 
but say the game looks really really good 1080p 60 fps with 24 car multiplayer i'm not a huge car racing guy gamer so it's not the biggest deal for me but it's coming september 15th um next up dark souls 3 i know i don't play dark souls but I know everyone is really excited about, enjoyed the Dark Souls series. Bloodborne has been very, very successful. All they showed us was a pretty cool-looking cutscene and the fact that it's coming early 2016. Next up was talk about Tom Clancy, The Division. This is a game I've been really excited about, but it's actually only a small talk, and there's more on this later, so I won't go into too much, apart from the fact that Xbox One players get access to the online beta, which I think is the... The whole point, it was they had a little talk about it. Then the next one was Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, it's a 5v5 game where one team defends and one team's attack. And it looks really good. It's available on the 13th of November, 2015. I'm actually going to talk about that a bit later in the... I think it was a Ubisoft press conference. So yeah, I'll talk about that a bit later. Uh, next game was called Gigantic. What another... Team Fortress 2 looking game, that sort of style of play, but you get these extra, adi the addition of these things called Guardians, which are basically just big ass monsters to help you in battle. It's coming to Xbox One and Windows 10. There was a bunch of indie showcases, which I was, you know, I kind of skipped through. They just did a whole load of little reels of these indie games. So basically, Microsoft saying, yes, we like indie games. Uh, then the next game, one I really, really like the look of. It's called Rise of the Tomb Raider. So it's another Tomb Raider game, sort of set after the most recent one. And it looks really, really pretty. They showed us uh, some live gameplay of her climbing up a snowy mountains during a storm, and it looked really realistic. I love the, uh, the look of it, and it's very similar to the last game, which is no bad thing, you know. It looks like this sort of craftable weapon system... Sort of like the exploring. There's going to be lots more tombs. A bit more emphasis on the tombs, I think, because it is Tomb Raider. Also, uh, so that's coming out on the 10th of November, I think, 2015. I think it's coming out. They, I think it's an Xbox exclusive, and or at least it's coming to Xbox first. Which okay, not the biggest. <laughs> I, I guess Xbox just paid a shitload of money. Uh, next game, Sea of Thieves. Oh yeah, this game. I remember seeing this. They didn't really show us any like live gameplay, but it had an interesting art style. It's pirate based, and it looks like it's a multiplayer. So I don't know whether you work as a team on a pirate ship to fight other teams on pirate ships as well. I'm, I can't be sure. Oh, next one, Fable Legends. That's coming coming this summer, and it's free to play on Xbox One and Windows 10. Um, you can play against people cross-platform, and it will work with Valve VR and Oculus Rift, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, oh, yeah, and now I think this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen, is they brought on the Microsoft HoloLens. Uh, if you guys don't know what that is, it's, it's a type of AR, so augmented reality, not virtual reality, and it's a holographic computer powered by Windows 10. You put it on, you know, like like the Oculus or whatever, although it's uh, transparent, the screen in front of you. So how will it change gaming? They brought on some guys from Mojang, I think it's called, so creators of Minecraft. And Minecraft has now been built for HoloLens, and this was live. And what they did, they put a HoloLens on a camera, 
so we could see what was going on. And they had another guy on stage with the HoloLens as well, showing us that you can play Minecraft anywhere. So there was just a blank wall, and they basically created this virtual screen in which you could play Minecraft on. But then they moved it onto a table. So this virtual screen onto a table. And it basically became like a big 3D world of the Minecraft where you're zoomed out. And you could only see this if you had the HoloLens on. But they obviously had the big screen showing the camera which had the HoloLens on. And that you could manipulate this world. There was so the there was the presenter playing on their their, their Microsoft their surface playing Minecraft. And then you were the observer with the HoloLens. And you could see this big world, you can move it up and down. When you can act as God, they did like lightning bolt and it just blew up this whole load of TNT. And it looked really good. I think you should definitely check out a video of that if you have the chance. Uh, yeah, so you could manipulate it via touch or voice control. Uh, then they want to show Gears of War Ultimate Edition, so it's just remastered of the first, the first one, I think. And actually, the one week, let's say for the for one week starting now, there is a public beta. And then they showed us Gears Four, so I'm guessing that's Gears of War Four. I remember it was an actual gameplay. It looked really well scripted. It was dark. There was great environment, good weather effects. And it was very atmospheric. I I actually really like... I've played Gears of War, I think, one of the games prior. And I didn't really like it. But this one looked a lot better. And that was Microsoft's show over. I think the, the main things to take from this is Halo 5. Uh, the fact that they're, it's now backwards compatible. The Xbox, 360, Xbox One is now backwards compatible. There's the new controller. And there is Rise of the Tomb Raider. That looks like a great game. On top of this HoloLens, which is going to work with more games than Minecraft, but especially Minecraft. I'm not going to tell you about what Sony's brought to the table. They were on, I think, like fourth, not third, which would go in order. But I want to, you know, it's always Microsoft, Sony, so I might as well show what Sony had to say. What Sony, so, oh my God, say what Sony had to say. So they started off by showing this really weird game or it was very much a sort of beta showcase sort of thing called the last guardian it was an interesting art style between like realistic and then the main character was very cartoony and he had some pet which was like a cat gigantic cat bird thing i think the reason this had so much interest by people and sony is that it was direct directed by some famous director who's done other things i'm afraid i don't know more but it's worth mentioning and you should check that out if you're interested in and then the next game they showed is a whole new IP. It's called Horizon Zero Dawn. It's set in the future after humanity was nearly extinct. And it's sort of just gone back to, you know, wildlife has taken over everything again. And try so that people are now just in tribes. And, you know, at first that seems okay, normal. But then you see some animals which are basically machines, sort of like machine animals. And it's man versus these machine animals. It's very strange. And you, you're this character. I can't remember her name. Like some, she's some wild, in, sort of intelligent human. And you're hunting these animal machine things for. I don't know. It looked like they had sort of like fuel packs on them as well. It looked really beautiful and a really interesting concept. So, because I haven't even heard anything. I think this was you know, brand new. No one had heard of this before. Then next up there was Hitman. Uh, I'm going to talk about that a bit later. 
Uh, Street Fighter V, the beta is exclusive to PS4. I'm not a big fighter game kind of person. So I think basically they're just saying there's a new Street Fighter. There wasn't much gameplay or anything. Now, this was a very, after that, there was a very interesting live demo by the creator of No Man's Sky. So they had No Man's Sky working. They first showed us a little bit of the space combat. That looked, in my opinion, cool. It was beautiful, but nothing special. But then what he did was he zoomed out of the solar system, you know, like a in a big map kind of way. Zoomed out. And he kept zooming out, zooming out, zooming out. And there were billions of solar systems. And he said, you can visit any single one of them. And then he just picked a random one. He said, I've never been here. I don't know what's going to happen. So you pick this random this random star and sort of you then flew down, you know, you warp speeded to this and then you flew down from the from you know outside the planet down into the planet and he landed and then he just walked around the planet. Didn't know what was going to happen. And it was a great demo of walking around the planet, you scan things, find new life and you can pick up loot. But he also explained how there's going to be a lot more to it as well. Like there's trading, combat, crafting that sort of thing i'm really looking forward to it then the next game was oh yeah this was really weird it was called dreams it's from the creators of little big planet and you just it, it's cool you know they sort of said you get to explore and create dreams and you use the controller to paint your dream it was a very weird art style a bit like play-doh i want play-doh i want to say and it looks like it's mostly a creation tool where you just explore people's dreams, but obviously it's kind of actionable events and stuff like like in Little Big Planet. But yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, the next big thing was Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I know a lot of people are excited for this. And there, there's a, a twin brother and sister, and they showed us some combat as the sister. And I think there's going to be quite a bit of a detective theme going on because they're going to use, like, I think... Shark Holmes, you know, bring him in and stuff, and you do some detective things. Um, there were some other like smaller things that I was, I kind, you know, kind of skipped through a little bit. There's World of Final Fantasy exclusive PS4 and Vita, and it looks like you sort of you can change the size of your character depending on the situation. And they had like big bobble heads, and then they grew to be like normal, normal proportions. Um, so that was, yeah, there's one Final Fantasy announcement. The next one was Final Fantasy VII Remake and it's first coming to PS4. There was, there was only just like a little cutscene, cool little, you know, story movie trailer basically. But I think a lot of people are excited for the Final Fantasy VII Remake. And the next big thing, oh yeah, they, they talked about Project Morpheus. They didn't really show anything, but there'll be demos at demos on the on the floor the ground floor obviously i'm not there so i can't check out the project morpheus they also talked about playstation view spelled v-u-e it's a live tv experience you can basically pick and choose the single channels you want to watch you pay for just the channels and playstation plus members have a discount on these channels i think it's just playstation trying to take on the xbox basically i don't know how successful they'll be but i guess well only time will tell really then they showed, for the first time, I think, um, this was the first time, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. The campaign is going to be cooperative, if you want it to be. Uh, and they're, they're trying to emphasize, you know, I think people felt, COD, the campaigns are very, you know, linear. You don't really get to choose what's going on. You're basically kind of backseat in the story. You just shoot things and that's it. 
but now you can equip yourself differently before each mission. So depending how you want to play the mission, you can change how you equip yourself. Um, another thing that you appear to have these sort of like powers. I don't know what they'll, how they'll explain it because Cod, Cod, Cod Blops 3 is set in the future. You can have these powers to either make people sick, burn them, send swarms of these little firefly things, and it looks like you can control electronic devices as well. So, yeah, it looked fairly interesting. <laughs> uh, I I always feel like I'd like to play more of the COD games because the multiplayer is really fun, and they showed us some multiplayer. It looked very entertaining, kind of sort of like semi-jetpack sort of things. It's set in the future, so it's always more interesting, I think, than modern-day stuff. Uh, next up, they showed us Disney Infinity 3.0. Uh, they basically just added Star Wars stuff. No one gives a shit over it in here. <laughs> so for your families and stuff. Um, then, yeah, they showed us some more Star Wars stuff. right? I'm, so EA was before this, where they showed the main Star Wars stuff. So I'll talk about that when I talk about EA's press conference. Uh, and finally, the final thing, obviously everyone was waiting for, the big thing is Uncharted 4. I can't remember what it's called now, actually. But actually, look, they, sh they actually showed us some gameplay, and it looked very good. It started off where you're in a town, and like a, a crowded town. And as you move through people, you actually, instead of just like bumping them out of the way, you move through them carefully, you say sorry. It's all just like quite immersive in that way. And then you get in like this big car chase. <laughs> that was really, there's like, there was two characters. There's Drake and his friend, and there's a good banter between the two of them. He helps you out, explains things as it's happening, and you're like, go right, go right, and he points right. And it actually looked very interesting. The graphics, all very colorful, detailed, and it's definitely a game I'm going to get. So that ends it for Sony. I'm now going to talk about EA. So EA was actually on before Sony, and they started off with a mass effect cinematic trailer and it looked really really pretty it was basically just a pretty trailer it didn't give away much it's called mass effect andromeda and it's coming in the holiday 2016 so i guess next e3 will be when they show us some actual proper gameplay and then a they they were telling us about need for speed and the new need for speed game this was a game i wasn't expecting to get excited about but by the time they finished i actually really want to get it so you're back to the streets and they were really um they really want to express how how you drive is up to you uh it says it's it's an open world twice the size of need for speed rivals there's a large environment you know like changes environment you know some city some big in the mountains that sort of thing it's run by the frostbite engine and there's huge customization they showed us some customizations you can do and just customize everything uh, and they they were built you know built the game on these five points speed style build crew outlaw so basically um you try and you want to build you're building reputation points and you do this by you know being fast winning races your style you build your own stuff and you build your own crew and there's the outlaw element as well which obviously i think is one of the best points of new speed is outrunning the cops and really, the the graphics look ridiculously good. Really, really fun. Uh, the one thing is there was a bit of drifting, and the camera seems to zoom in a lot when you drift. I felt that was a little bit overdone. I mean, it looked good on camera, but playing might be a bit annoying. But yeah, the whole game is about gaining reputation and working your way up the street. I actually think I might get this game when it comes out. Uh, I don't know if they said when it's coming out. I don't have all my notes here. 
And then they went on to talk about Star Wars. No, not Star Wars Battlefront, but Star Wars The Old Republic. And they showed us some cool, and like a really cool bit of story. So I think they're just trying to add more storytelling to The Old Republic. Then they sort of toned it down a bit with this game called Unravel. It's a very story-driven, indie-ish kind of game where you play as this little uh, sort of like... Uh, what do they call it? Yeah, yeah, a little yarn, yarn figure, and you go about this, about the world as as this bit of yarn, and as you as you go through, go through further, you kind of use it to like your yarn to swing on things, and as you go through further, it's kind of like making your mark on the world, and as it unravels, you know, you're making a story. They were all very personal, heart touching about it, and it did look really pretty good. I feel like it was similar to Ori and the Blind Forest. Uh, then after going very serious kind of heartwarming game they showed us Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare 2 so it's set in the future uh, of of Garden Warfare 1 and they actually gave us a live gameplay de demo and the plants are on the attack against a zombie or the Zomboss he wants to create Zomberbia or something like that uh, but it looks pretty interesting um different game modes as well so there's one that's basically called zombies but you have different classes of zombies you know the sort of uh rogue you know the big hands-on guy the sniper that sort of thing and it's launching in spring 2016 and they say they're going to bring free content updates which i guess is good they also then ea being a went through a bunch of sports games they want to talk about their mobile games as well i actually skipped all of this i'm not a big fan of the sports they're basically just bringing new sports games but then they talked about the new fifa and they actually got pele he's a famous footballer for those that don't know on stage and they talked for like 10 minutes i skipped through it all i'm afraid but obviously ea big part of the the sort of sports gaming community then they had two more titles left they want to talk about first one Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Immersive first-person experience. For those, those that don't know, Mirror's Edge is basically a... I want to feel like it's a parkour simulation with some combat, but it's really pretty. And it is all first-person, so you do all your rolling and stuff in first-person. And actually look very... It's a prequel to the first game. Look very pretty, and look like the story was also going to be really good. And that's coming out February 23rd, 2016. And now, for the big announcement that everyone was waiting for star wars battlefront actually looked fantastic all the get the they actually showed us some game gameplay of like a you know a normal battle it was set on hoth um so yeah you play as you showed us playing as the good guys the bad guys a normal ground soldier so it showed us some of the aerial combat as well that looked great no space battles, unfortunately, but the graphics were insane. It was so good to see these, uh, you know, see Battlefront played on like this next-gen Frostbite engine. And actually, you can play split-screen co-op. You also play as solo or multiplayer. I think the split-screen co-op is going to be great, really cool. Um, I don't know what else to say. Oh yeah, and then so it, then they ended the the sort of gameplay trailer uh, with. Vader and Luke Skywalker flying at each other with their lightsabers. So you get to play as them as well. I don't really know. Like, I think the best way to imagine it is just Battlefront, but with a Star Wars theme. But that already makes it infinitely better. They've got the sounds right as well. Everything looks really good. I actually did 
go check out the trailer if you haven't already. I'm really excited for it. Oh yeah, and then so Sony did a showcase as well, where it was kind of like a. Well, let me let me check what it what it was like. So, yeah, oh yeah, it was a survival mode. So you just defend wave after wave, and once again, it looked great. Some of the weapons and stuff, and probably stuff you haven't really seen in the Star Wars world, a bit like sort of like some of the grenades. They don't really use grenades in the Star Wars universe, but I really look forward to this game. I'm definitely definitely gonna get it. It looks fantastic. I can't remember when they said it's coming out now, but it's coming out this at the end of this year, I think. It must be November time. And that's it for EA, actually. Uh, so the main ones, Need for Speed looks really good. And Mirror's Edge and Star Wars Battlefront, of course. Next up was Ubisoft, and they actually opened with South Park. So it's a sequel to the South Park game, and it's called South Park The Fractured But Whole. So this is, by that, I mean The Fractured then but, as in B-U-T, whole, spelled, you know, like the whole of something, W-H-O-L-E. But obviously it sounds like the fractured butthole. And instead of being sort of uh, set in a fantasy world, it's now superheroes. <laughs> and they actually got the creators on stage. Was it Matt Stone and Trey Parker with the the sort of the woman leading the Ubisoft press conference was really enthusiastic and a little scary. But it was it was pretty interesting. And then the next game they showed us, this is really exciting, it's called For Honor. It's a sword fighting game where you can play, you know, as a samurai, as a crusader, that sort of stuff. Loads of different ones. And then they actually got gave us a live multiplayer demo. It was 4v4, so there was eight people on stage playing this game. And it looked really, really fun. Like, the graphics were great. It's just basically melee combat, and you can... So there's there's the four hero I guess four heroes on either side with a bunch of like the pawns which you can fight but it's basically all about this like one v one combat or helping with your teams and I don't know exactly how the combat is going to work like the gameplay it just looked really fun. Next up was they want to talk about the crew that's a racing game whatever. Um, then oh yes the next game was the division this is the game I've been really looking forward to it's basically post apocalyptic. A virus has wiped out a lot of the world, and if you're you're playing playing with friends, if you want, or on your own in this sort of open world, it's an RPG. They showed us a, a specific point called the Dark Zone, which is a highly infected, contaminated area. But obviously, there's great loot to be had there, so you can go there as a team or on your own. But there'll be lots of other people there as well. And they just basically gave us a demo of these th team of three working together. They come across this other team of two. They kill off these other people, get their loot, get this, whatever this drop was. Then they go to the evac zone and they're like, should we kill the other two people? And they do. But then, <laughs> then one of them goes down and then, so there's two left in the party. You can help people up if they go down and this one other guy just kills the last person who was in his original party and goes off with everyone's loot. It was very interesting. I mean, the graphics are really good as well. The gameplay looks fantastic as well. So I, I, I'm really looking forward to The Division. I hope it lives up to what I expect it to be. Beaters are starting early next year and it's going to be released on March the 8th on all platforms. Next up, slight change of pace was Anno 2020. 2205 it's a city builder where you can go to other worlds including the moon they actually showed us a bit of a sort of fast forwarded gameplay trailer 
where you start on the Earth and then you progress to the Moon. I actually really like City Builders, and they've done a really looks looks like a really good job. Next game was oh yeah, Just Dance. I think they got some famous pop singer on stage, and they did some demos. I kind of skipped through that; it was a bit boring, to be honest. But the next game, Rainbow Six Siege. They actually gave us a so this is a close quarters. You've got to get in, disarm the bomb, where sort of like all the walls and stuff are destructible. It's kind of hard to explain, but they actually went on, got on stage, got these five people playing as a team together against an AI and something they call Tarot Hunt. And your mission is to disarm the bomb. And they had to work together to try and, you know, send out little cameras, see where people were, disarm the bomb. And then they had to hold that area for a certain time. And they actually did it, but apparently in the... In the practice, they they failed it. So it it looks very interesting. I don't think I'd get it myself, but if you have a team of five people who you enjoy playing with, I think it could be a really good game. Uh, next, they showed Trackmania. Uh, looked a lot of fun. Create your own tracks. That sort of stuff. Uh, then there was two more games which I thought looked very interesting. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. They sort of, they, it already been mentioned before in earlier press conferences, but this is where they showed us some actual. It was actually they didn't really show us any gameplay actually, to be fair. Set in London in 1886, but mostly mostly looks like you're trying to gather people into your crew. Uh, apparently, you could play some of the game at the event, but obviously, I couldn't see any of that. But I I mean, there's so many Assassin's Creed games. What will make this one better than the other ones? I don't know. And the final game was Ghost Recon Wildlands. So it's a massive open world game where you have to... Uh, basically, they're trying to show how you could do these missions in a multiple different ways. You know, stealth, go in there, guns blazing, or just create massive chaos. But the thing is, it looked really pretty with loads of different landscapes. I don't really... I guess kind of had a very Far Cry-esque kind of feel to it which isn't surprising considering that's also done by Ubisoft. But one I think I'd like to see some more of, but could definitely be worth a look at or worth buying later on. So only one more press conference to go. Uh, there was a Nintendo one. I'm afraid I didn't look into that. It doesn't interest me in any way. Um, so if you want to look at that yourself, you can. And the final company or publisher is Square Enix. I kind of, they don't always come to E3. But they did this time because they've got quite a few games they want to show off and they look really good. The first one is Just Cause 3. Basically, all the explosiveness of Just Cause 2 with more more choices. They've upgraded the parachute, upgraded the grappling hooks. You can have multiple grappling hooks, bringing people in, tying helicopters together. Ultimate chaos. Uh, out on 1st of December. If you like Just Cause 2, I think Just Cause 3 will be right up your street. Uh, then they showed a bit more about Rise of the Tomb Raider, was basically what we saw earlier on. Then some micro mobile stuff, a game called Lara Croft Go. Didn't look like they really showed much about that. Then the next, so the, then there was two more major games they showed off from Square Enix. There was Hitman. That's coming out December 8th, and actually looks very interesting. So it's like Hitman Absolution, where you can basically do the missions in multiple different ways, Loads of, you know, you can either snipe the guy, set up with these elaborate plans, or you can just go in gun, guns blazing. But you get points, the better you do it. And getting more points means you unlock more stuff, which means you can do it other ways. But there'll also be 
uh, releasing like i don't know daily weekly new missions that are only available that one time you fail that mission you can't do it again it's like real life basically so it actually looks like it might be pretty interesting um and you can also create targets for your friends as well i think so i think i think the idea is they're trying to create like an expanding world where you, you know progression you do it this way then you get the equipment you can do it this way and then there's these one-off events which you can do try and beat your friends see how they did it and stuff like that and i think it could be very interesting i didn't play hitman absolution but i did see a fair amount of gameplay so i, I actually look forward to this new hitman so final game deus ex mankind divided I didn't play the first Deus, or the most recent Deus Ex game, but this one looks fantastic as well. It's the same character, you know, you've got the same augmentations, but you've also got some new ones as well. And it's set in a world now where people don't like augmentation. So there's kind of like a cull on people who have augmentation, which all the main character does. Um, and they're trying to stress, they were trying to stress the choices and the consequence. Every choice you make has a consequence. Much A bit like the first game as well, so... Very well story-driven. I actually saw some gameplay trailer just this morning. And it, it looks like a lot of fun. You know, you can go kind of invisible if you want or super tanky if you need to. Lots of weapon augmentations as well as yourself. So that should be pretty awesome as well. Um, and that actually wraps it up for this E3. It's actually gone on a lot longer. This is, okay, 45 minutes. That's a long time. But I hope I've given you a good insight into what they showed. There were still many more. I've missed out some things, I'm sure. There's this great... I want to actually talk about this website called... It's just e3recap.com. It's got all the videos, the trailers, the gameplays of all the games that were showcased. So I would definitely check that out if uh, I were you, if you're interested in seeing some more. I was asked, actually, my girlfriend asked me, what are my top three favorite games or most games that I'm most excited about and that was really hard for me so I had to think and I think the most exciting ones are the ones I actually think I'll definitely get Star Wars Battlefront definitely um I don't know then oh, I can't remember what I said now geez Fallout 4 100% so that's two and there's three left I think either Tomb Raider or Uncharted would be the third choice. I've already played the first Tomb Raider. I haven't played any of the Uncharted games, so I think it would be Uncharted. But both of those kind of similar exploration, action kind of ones. But there's still so many other games I would love to play. The new Need for Speed looks great. Horizon Zero Dawn, that you know, one set in the future with those robot animals that also looks great no man's sky oh can't wait for that either so many games so if you got any more questions or any comments please tweet me at zambrella 101 and this is the recap of e3 over but e3 isn't the only gaming announcement this week youtube gaming has officially been announced uh, youtube gaming is basically like twitch so uh, gamers can stream their games much like yeah much like twitch but uh, you know high frame rate 60 fps streaming it's going to be available this summer in the us and uk you can view these broadcasts in the web browser an app on the play store and the apple store as well and i think this is pretty exciting that youtube are taking on twitch i mean twitch is easily the dominant force in terms of games broadcasting and other things as well i mean the whole of e3 was streamed on twitch so interesting to see if youtube can actually compete with this I guess one of the big advantages YouTube has, or YouTube gaming will have, is the fact that there is YouTube to back it up. 
because I think a lot of broadcasters, what they do is they'll stream on Twitch and then have to transfer that recording onto YouTube because for VODs, uh, YouTube is easily a lot better than Twitch. But with YouTube gaming, I'm sure there'll be, you know, like really, really good integration with just YouTube in general. So actually, I really like it. I think I will definitely do a lot of my streaming because I do have followers on Twitch, but not that many. Probably at least try out YouTube because I might be able to build up a better fan base or viewership there. But, well, I mean, only time will tell. It'll be just interesting to see what they can do. So if this wasn't enough gaming news for you, I've got some even more. I'm going to move on to the uh, Dota 2 portion of this podcast. And it's actually been a really big week for Dota 2. Firstly, there's been a couple of big tournaments. Uh, Dream League, the Grand Finals, has taken place. I don't want to spoil who wins or whatever, but that was some really entertaining Dota, actually. It went to a best of five, the Grand Finals. So hopefully don't, that's not too much of a spoiler. And ESL 1 has started. Uh, I believe the seeding has taken place. And tomorrow and so that tomorrow will be Saturday and Sunday is the, the sort of main event, which, I mean, ESL always put on a really good show. Got some great casters, great uh, people there, some really big teams as well. And not and so that's it for the tournaments, I think. So I think Dream League is going to be the big... I mean, ESL is going to be the big one before the International Five. Prize pool now at $14 million. Insane, right? Uh, but Dota, Dota 2 Reborn, the beta, which is a whole new updated UI, has actually been launched. They first teased it about uh, just under a week ago, but now you can actually download it and test it out yourself. Uh, some some of the improvements include uh, an improved UI just everywhere. So like there's an improved dashboard, finding a match, chatting with your party, picking your hero. It's all improved. All looks a lot lot better, a lot cleaner, more modern as well. It, you, can, you can tell it's modern and exciting, and definitely will bring some new people to Dota, I imagine. Or oh, some other things you can do is in your party. It's um it's a lot easier to create parties. You can chat in your party before a game as well and you've got a party beacon so you can say that you're looking for people to play um you're also your friends and yourself you have a, a new sort of profile mini profiles they call it with an activity feed where you can comment it's got hit specific hero mmrs as well so that'll be interesting to see so you know you might be really good on this hero really bad on that hero and you can see your mmr reflect that and also a playstyle sort of graph uh, a pentagon with fighting farming supporting pushing and versatility as the five points uh, yeah, so improved chat, redesign hero browser, so it'll be easier to filter through heroes. It also looks nice. Nicer. Uh, there's an, also a new armory, which is really is so much, so much better than the old one. And not only that, there's a new way. Oh yeah, before I say that, the, in terms of items and cosmetics, you can demo them even if you don't own them. So see what they're like in game, in like a demo mode, I guess it is. There's also new ways to watch Dota. So. Integration of Dota TV with other streaming services. Um, you can pause and rewind, 60 FPS, all that. Uh, currently, it doesn't support with Twitch because it's not HTML5 compliant, but I'm pretty sure Twitch will update that. So you can sort of... Um, there's like game statistics and a little preview of the game if before you actually go into it, which will be really cool. You can bookmark tournaments as well if you want to watch them later. And you can add descriptions to your own replays and comment on, on the game. And also, learning Dota, there's guided bot matches. So they'll have like little tips. Like if you're running low on health, they'll be like, 
you know, use your healing salve or whatever, which I think would be really good for getting new players, whether they're coming from another MOBA game like LOL or just brand new to the game itself. Because I think that's probably one of the biggest failings of Dota is helping new players. They've slowly been improving it, but it's still lackluster. This should really help. Um, so that was the first announcement they made. And then the second announcement they made was about custom games. So this is a whole new tab they have where you can browse custom games. So this is games which uh, either Valve have created a few or just anyone from the community can create. And you vote on them and the more votes you get, the more likely people are going to see it. And obviously the better it is, the more votes it's going to get. You can also spectate custom games. Uh, so basically I've tested this out. You just you know search for a lobby or search it's just like searching for a normal game it's been a bit buggy at the moment but i think a lot of patch patches have just come through today which will help make that a lot better i just want to go through one of them it's called overthrow and this is what they this is their uh, little spiel about it. it says don't have time for a full round of dota overthrow is a quick fight to the death and a small team free for all as players try to earn enough gold to win a match before the timer expires gather a friend or two or go it alone as you stalk near the midas throne which increases the gold experience gains of nearby heroes. Snatch gold coins as, as they appear, or head out and claim an item delivery. It lasts 15 minutes or under, uh, and it's actually really, really fun. And it's, yeah, it's a great way of... Uh, it's, I think it's even more fun with friends as well. If you can get 10 friends or 9 friends or something to do it, it would be a really good laugh. And also, uh, making custom games, there was a... It was literally like a 10-minute demo of someone making a level with a level editor... And it looked really like if, once you, obviously it's quite going to be quite a sharp learning curve how to do it. But once you've learned how to do it, you can make maps in. Well, this guy did it in ten minutes. I was probably never twenty. There were some speeded up bits, but it just shows you how easy it is to do. There's a model editor, material editor, particle editor. So it's going to be really fun and a whole new UI editor. They call it Panorama UI, and this powerful scripting with LUA. And so, yeah, and then the third announcement was the fact that they've actually released the beta. Uh, I've had them play around with it, and it actually runs pretty damn smooth. Um, the, like, in-game, the map's are a little bit different. Some textures have definitely been changed. You can tell it's running the Source 2 engine. You can tell it's a lot smoother. Uh, there's been some talks about whether it's running at 64-bit on DirectX 11. I think that's currently in testing. I must say, I, I'm really impressed. It's great... I doubt, I think there were talks about it probably won't be used for the International 5 and will the, come out of beta after that. But you should I w you should be able to hopefully watch the games. Well, actually, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens, whether they'll be played in Source 2 or not. I guess it might depend how these next few days go. But definitely ESL will be in the, oh, not in, not in the beta. Because there are still plenty of bugs. Uh, I think that pretty much concludes this Gaming Friday. I can't think of anything else. This has been a very long one. How long has it been? So yeah, we're currently at about 55 minutes, nearly an hour. So thank you those that have carried on through this. I've had fun talking about researching E3 being the big one. Fallout 4, 4, really can't wait for that. And this new Dota stuff is great, along with YouTube gaming. Once again, thank you. Um, you can follow me at Sambrella101, ask me questions on Twitter, and I'll definitely try and get a reply in. But for now, see you guys on the flip side.